afternoon, fair greens and travelers on the sunny path of life. 1 p.m. Then I'm a little puzzled because I can't find the cat, which is really weird because she's pretty sedentary. And uh, last night, for the first time, she spent the night with me and actually not just with me she was under the cover which is hilarious i mean she just uh let me get my grocery bag here anyway i don't know maybe, maybe she found out the place i don't know anyways okay well that being said i'm cho i'm choosing to to go to the grocery store even though it's uh the area uh, normally Santa Claus, but uh, because we are heading toward the Christmas season, the grocery store is open until 2, and I'm going to go to the fruit place because I just want a cabbage, and I'm going to make sauerkraut, I have just decided. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Christopher Garner, who I really, really like and respect as a scientist, nutritionist, I guess, I don't know, he teaches nutrition in... Uh, Stanford, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, Berkeley, Stanford, and um, let me get the umbrella here, it's nice and dry, let's see what happened, we got a break, anyway, so it was interesting, which I kind of learned, I guess I've heard about it before, I don't think for the first time, but it really stuck with me better this time, about genotype, in terms of uh, society, uh, satiety index. How some people do better on the low carb and some people do better on a high carb and, and that in itself is not enough because um, what would have to be included would be the kind of food. So we're talking about high quality food. Anywho, but uh, I was definitely, it kind of hit home a little stronger for me because of Pilar. You know, because of uh, basically she wants to do the... I guess it would be, well, it's not going to be really an elimination, but she wants to basically get off dairy. So I'm pretty sure for it's about compassion. And also, I mean, she's just really hooked on cheese. <laughs> but anywho, and I was like, kind of being mindful of a diet pattern. And I do see, you know, salt and fat. So obviously fat. And I think for her, for satiety, I have a feeling that fat is going to be something to consider. Which is not a big, big deal, you know. You do things like avocado, and I was even thinking like things like uh, I'm not, I'm not going to be a big fan of olive oil during that month because it's kind of a, a cleanser, and I'm not a big fan for refined food of that type or something like that. But that being said, anyway, it was a very, very interesting, very uh, uh, for me interesting and convincing argument, you know. Not like it's right or wrong, but just how interesting from people who've done things, who've done studying, who've worked, you know, who have data, who, who you know, strategize things and not just talking out of the asses of read something or extrapolated something, but have done work. So they do have creds from West End. And I really do like him. I like his kind of, uh, it's a more middle way kind of his approach. And uh, anyway, I like it. I think he's more humble. I think there is a less, it feels like there's less ego in him in what he does than some other people. It's not really about him as much. Anyway, interesting guy.
And so, yeah, the genotype, that the idea that some people are going to feel more satiated with, uh, satiated with fat, high fat content, and some other one with uh, high carb. And, uh, and I even wondered about myself, and I'm pretty sure I am definitely on a higher carb, but I do sometimes, you know, go for what well, I used to. I haven't done it in a while, but the Nutella would be something that I think maybe sometime when I wasn't quite hitting that spot, eventually I, I would just really binge on, on some Nutella. And I think that some of it has to do with fat. And um, so, but, you know, doing those toasts like I've been doing, even though I've moved to plant-based uh, spreading like butter, not margarine, but... Uh, um, I think that might have helped. And sometimes I found myself nibbling on more than one little square of chocolate. So some of it, you know, it's kind of a, just kind of a work in progress. But uh, that was interesting. And actually, uh, I was listening to that podcast. So I think that was the first time that I was back to running and listening to a podcast instead of kind of like a motivational music, you know. I have some. Uh, I have five uh, different playlists, and one for like an hour and a half long run, and uh, which are nice. But I'm realizing with the running, what I'm facing is I'm really looking for effortless running, and it may sound weird, but the idea of finding a rhythm that's effortless, and then just a simple build-up. So, one, it implies that, that you're not looking at stats of other people. You know, of course, also other people. Or being around other people and being able to, to remain kind of true to what your goal is, to what it is that you are looking for. And uh, here I'm kind of brushing on the idea of a state of flow. flow. What, well, being in a zone, what people talk about. The place where what you're doing becomes kind of like meditation, where it's not about like I need to do it. It's it's kind of happening, but there is a part of you that can detach itself from that action, and a different kind of awareness take place simultaneously along with your running. And I think that's for me. That's what I'm looking for, along with the idea of being able to to run for you know two three hours. And nicely, like this morning, for instance, um, I did 52 minutes. And even my pace, actually, was, uh, I think I was a little under 7 minutes per kilometer. So my, uh, I think kind of what I'm looking at is around 6 minutes. To K, 6 minute K. Uh, 10 kilometers an hour, which is around 6 I guess six something miles per hour. That's kind of what I have in front of me. But then at the same time, you know, I am back at using my app. And when I turn it on, I really don't look at it for the first uh, 90% of my run. And just kind of at the end. So to, uh, I kind of like to run my time, you know, to finish like that, the full minute. And, uh, the last two, three runs that I've had, it's kind of been about a nice rhythm, a smooth rhythm. Like even yesterday, I went down that, uh, I'd never been there before, so I went back toward uh, Sevilla, 
So I forgot the name of the town, the next town over to Valencia de la Concepcion. But there is, uh, once you get there, then I took a left and then I kind of followed uh, along the outskirts of town. And then you had an option to go into the field and the trail, which was a little muddy, so my shoes got cakey and there was a nice drop, you know, a drop of elevation. So I ended up going down there. And I was like, when well, I'm going to go back up, I want it to be nice. I don't want it to be anything where, you know, of course, it's going to be a little more output when you have that kind of incline. There is no way you're not going to have no energy or effort required. But I do believe it can be minimal. And, uh, and so, and I think it kind of was. And I think that's kind of what I'm looking for. So one is kind of moving away from those numbers, the data, you know, the, what people are doing and where do I fit into that and or what would I like to accomplish. And, and, then, and then that being kind of almost like inconsequential. It's going to be what it's going to be. I'm curious, you know, and I'm about to go by the third place here, even though it's the eight, which is a big, uh, uh, La Immaculada, uh, Concepcion Immaculada. Isn't it open? You know what, huh? No, it's not open, but I think the eyes. So we're going to get there. So anyway, so this morning was definitely one of those. But I did stay on the... I did stay on the road because... Oh, hold on. Did I stay all the way on the road? Uh, yeah, I did. Because it rained quite a bit. All the morning and during the night, I heard it pounding and... I mean, it rained good, so I was like, this is going to be a mud fest. And it's fine, you know, once in a while. But I don't want that all the time. So I'm like, that's okay. I want to get those shoes more dirty and then my shoes more cakey and than they have to be. But it felt very nice, you know, finishing. I finished strong, felt good. I did not feel... Uh, particularly tired, uh, though I did, you know, after a shower, and of course eating, I have a feeling it's a combination, but I kind of lay down a little bit, watch a few uh, YouTube, uh, I don't know what it is about me and basketball, and I guess I have a little obsession, I think, with Michael Jordan, I'm uh, a fascination, fascination I think is more accurate, actually, I don't think I am obsessed, but I am fascinated by the man, you know, there's just something about him. And I couldn't tell you, you know, I mean, I know that the other guy, Shaq, uh, Kobe, uh, Karim, uh, Dr. J, uh, uh, Magic Johnson, uh, and then the new one, uh, LeBron James, and uh, Stephen Curry, and I watched a little bit, but there is no eye color in Spanish, like it's night and day. There's just something about him that, you know, not only, I think he's a beautiful human being aesthetically, number one, I just think he was beautiful when he played. And definitely LeBron James Shake. I mean, Shaq O'Neal. Uh, Kobe Bryant definitely was more sleek, and they call him like the Black Mamba. Uh, but there's just something about him. Just something. Anyhow. And so I thought, oh, maybe, am I going to doze off? You know, I, I watched uh, one of my uh, Japanese uh, lessons from my favorite teacher, and uh, it's talking about the markers. When you're talking about objects and they have weird things, so ko, hon, uh, 
my uh, thigh. I mean, you have all those weird things, which, of course, you don't realize it's in any language. You just don't think about it in your language. Like, you know, I am 18 years old. So in uh, Japanese, uh, years old means sai. Uh, so uh, let's see if I can say my age. Uh, watashi wa goju... Oh, Gojo Saides. Gojo Saides, I think that's right. Gojo Saides, I'm 50 years old. I think that's how you say it. Anywho, then you have things like for slice of bread, for a piece of cake, or, you know, all of those things. And uh, and some of that I realized, like even the months and numbers, they have weird different kind of sequence. Uh, so it's that's confusing. It's going to take me a while, but I'm, uh, I have really been diligent, really daily now quite a while back to watching those videos and and then realizing something that I was thinking in basically and I'm like I'm getting quicker to understand or it's making sense and I'm meaning the, the concept is being integrated and uh, but I, I could feel that you know after eating my amazing uh, muesli meal oh man that stuff is so good the last batch I made I got a couple of those bitter oranges from the you have so many trees, so many orange trees here where they have those bitter oranges. And I would, I'm, actually I was thinking of making an orange marmalade, but Pilar doesn't like them. So I'm like, well, there's no point, you know, for me to make it. She's not going to be eating it. I don't want to make it for myself. So, so I'm like, well, then I won't be making any. But they are by now, just by now, basically. They're really coming. So you could start, uh, the first wave of them is ready. Anywho. But I was debating kind of like cabbage or not the cabbage and then kind of listening to that podcast while I was running. I missed a few pieces because sometimes my attention kind of went somewhere else. But I think overall, I followed pretty well. Uh, it's very, very interesting what Christopher Gardner is doing. And you can check him out on YouTube. He has some videos. He's actually quite an entertainer. So it's actually, he's enjoyable to watch. And not only because... How he talks about it, it kind of brings it down. So I think it's not that hard to understand, number one, for the lay person. And number two, the way he does it. There's kind of uh, enthusiasm, you know. Anyway, I, it's enjoyable. Well, I guess if you enjoy nutrition, that is. And uh, But then I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to make, I'll get, I'll get the sauerkraut going now, and then he'll be ready, you know, by the first of the year, because it's getting colder, so it'll take longer. Well, well, yeah, it's time to rain, so might as well open the umbrella and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have rain more than actually, I think, most of the day today again and tomorrow. That's uh, winter in Andalusia. I mean, because it's so much then here. But when you come to between uh, pretty much November and uh, January, you have a you have chance for a lot of rain. But they have a short rainy season, of course. Well, some of it, some parts actually rain quite a bit. Like in Konya, where I was, they do get more rain when you're by the coast. Uh, you, get, you get more chance. Sorry, I'm smelling chicken. Comida casera. Yeah, roasted chicken. There it is. There's a ro uh, chicken rotisserie. Oh, wow, it's raining good too. 
and then get a little weight even with that umbrella. Pilaf is a nice one. <laughs> it's a nice big one. Anyway, but that's it. I'm just gonna go in, get the cabbage, and uh, Santi Ponce. Santi Ponce. Santi Ponce is uh, the first town, if I'm not mistaken, it's eight kilometers from uh, Sevilla. And it's the first time on the Camino Via de la Plata where you have lodging for the pilgrims, you know, of course. You not lodging in any places, but we are not talking about very affordable lodging. So, so, so. Oh, um, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go too fast tonight. Because it's a big to be a big thing here. Get umbrella here. There we go. So, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to want to go there. And there's going to be, oh, obviously it's going to be a, a big uh, a big show. So, anyway, but for now I'm going to get, yeah, there's some nice big cabbages. Nice big green cabbage. So I'll get to <laughs> the little girl goes straight off and she's making this noise and then she looks at me and my little showgirl. Alright, but that's it. I just came to get uh, just came to get the cabbage. Well uh, I don't know when Pilar is gonna be back, so might be today, might be tomorrow. But uh, I'm kind of a big sticker now for the phone yet in uh, in Kafu, in Kama, which is not too far, I could actually walk there. Well, I'm not going to walk there to carry, uh, to carry six liters, or that doesn't make any sense. But the price is just like 20, it's about 20 cents less a liter, so it's huge. So we're thinking like 80 cents, we're looking at like a dollar, a four gallon less. So, I am definitely still Jewish when it comes to that. Chupa, and a chupa uh, lollipop. Chupa chup. I guess chupa on a chupa. And then again, chupa my turn. Let's see if I have enough. I think I have enough cash here. She's going to get some cash. So I was wrong, I said the Lafiteria and Pelon, maybe it was going to be open because it was closed. I want some to come in from our barn. I think I may have. No. Gracias. Now, hasta luego, actually. This is more what they say, hasta luego. See you later.
uh, and I keep saying ciao, which means bye, you know. But I do say ciao, adios, actually. Depends. Alright, guys, let's see how wet I'm gonna get, but I'm now heading back home. So, I'm talking about my running today. The legs feel great. I mentioned about uh, Syria spending the night with me. You know, first she came, then she had the usual reaction. She got annoyed because I kind of moved around and she kind of left. And she basically came back and basically was like, hey, can I come? Yeah, I like the mountain. She left and I kind of on bed and she came. And she surprised me. Not only she came, but she freaking came inside. And I was like, ah, Antonis is not a good move because she's going to be okay for like a couple of minutes. Like some cats will do that. They like to come under the sheet. The sheet. And then they like to come out. But she stayed. She really enjoyed being stuck in there. It's warm. You know, I mean, the weather, you know, the same thing gets the nasty weather here. So she stayed there the whole time I did my yoga and my meditation. So, you know, for quite a while. Because I went to, I didn't go to bed, oh no, I went to bed around 10 last night. But I did get up at 5. I actually get up an hour before the long. That's something too that's changing. I guess when you wrap up on party parts, I go back to my CD. Um, anyway, so it was very, very cute. Uh, anyway, I'm kind of getting her to eat inside since Pilar said that she's fine with her turning into an inside cat, which I believe that's what she's going to become. She came and sat with me for a while while I was doing my languages, which I did for like about three hours this morning so far. But it's sleeping. So my intermittent fasting has definitely affected my sleep. So I don't know in terms of I slept better or I slept worse. I don't know if I could say that. I don't really, as a general rule, uh, I think the cooler weather, you know, makes it to where I think I sleep pretty good. Overall, I have a pretty good sleeping habit anyway. Um, but it is sometimes trickier to go to sleep, you know. When, I mean, I'm done by 2, 3 in the afternoon, that's it, that's my last food. And even now I'm thinking, I realize I'm drinking too late. So I need to be drinking a little more, but I need to stop drinking basically uh, before I go to Mass. So make, you know, around 7 o'clock my last drinking time. And then it'll give you about 2 hours or whatever. And then you get all that stuff kind of through your system. And I kind of like that idea. And maybe a little different because it's cold and sometimes it's kind of comforting. You know, to get, a, to get an infusion. Which, of course, I'm not drinking coffee or anything stimulating. I'm drinking infusion. But... Uh, uh, I'm going to be looking at that because a couple of times, or a few times, I would say at least, I've had to get up. Kind of, I woke up and I realized I need to pee. And uh, I kind of looked at my watch and I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, one o'clock in the morning. It's like, yeah, this is not going to go away. So, and I'm pretty sure that I would really take that number down if I do not drink at least two to three hours before going to bed. I think I would have taken most of it out of my system. I do sleep with a beanie on my head, so to kind of uh, not lose too much unnecessary heat. Anyway, so we'll see. But uh, it is, before, it never was that big of a deal. To go to sleep was always been pretty easy. I remember Glenda, you know, was an issue. 
a really, she was a sensitive sleeper and it was hard for her to fall asleep. And for me, it was like I would lay down and within five minutes, that much, I was gone. So, but of course, you know, in all fairness, Glenda is 21 years older than me. So, let, let's see what happens in about, uh, shit, I mean, uh, 51, so... I mean, Glenda is, what, 70... She's 71 now, right? Yeah, going on 72. So, you know, she was, like, in the mid-60s last. So, let's see what happened in about 10, 15 years for me. Uh, how my sleeping pattern is. It's another thing, too, you know, when you have such a gap between two people in terms of uh, what you're doing or what your needs are, that changes, anyhow. So, anyhow, so we'll see. Oh, and actually, I forgot to mention, the pillar took, she ended up taking a run with us, the dog, with her. So, so I don't know. I don't know if she'll be coming today or not, you know. I still don't know... Uh, <laughs> When I'm heading back to Hamilena, but like I said, it's all, it doesn't matter. The car is waiting for me, I'll just be more than likely, well, the car will take the train, but I don't need to do much planning. You know, this is where I'm going, it's not a, a tourist destination, so it's going to be a no-brainer either way. And it's, I am light on my toes, so it doesn't matter. And the only thing would be, uh, we want to be mindful of the food, meaning I wouldn't want to make too much food because I would have to carry it. Because if she's not going to eat it, uh, because right now she's not well, my, uh, my lentils are too spicy for her, so that will change, of course. I'm not going to make them as spicy moving forward, of course, when I'm around, uh, but she's not. I mean, uh, like I say, a diet we talked about that yesterday, you know, the way I say diet. From my standpoint, it's not very, objectively, I would say that's not a very healthy diet. Uh, but, it's fucking undeniable. Look at Pilar. She's in great shape. She's not sick, so she doesn't have any comorbidity factor. She's, you know, it's like, then it doesn't fucking matter. And she's not overeating, no binge eating. I mean, there is just, uh, she has, she's found a way. You know, she's found her way. So it wouldn't be my way, but that doesn't matter. So it's going to be interesting when we get uh, close to to do that uh, that month, that cleansing month in the beginning of the year. We'll see. I have, we've not been in that place because it's going to be basically my game. It's not going to be, you know, what you think. And I've already, you know, I've already kind of laid a couple of uh, game rooms. For us to do that, you know, if you're going to ask me to invest myself, it's going to be it's going to be done that way. And it looks like she, she's game for it. So, we shall see. We shall see. I just know from my experience, you know, they are, they are not that many people out there, if not because they're constrained, that change that easily. And, you know, about a month, that's a long time. To, uh, to do things a certain way. And I know for anybody, emotional eating is part of the dietary landscape uh, nowadays. There's, it's undeniable. That's just the way it is. That is just the way it is. So anyhow, 
Well, looks like, uh, can I, I guess, yeah, I can. It's not raining anymore, so we had an isolated shower, but yeah, it's all gray around us. And I'm just now going through a little dog park here that connect the main road to Pilar's neighborhood. Back home, and I'm gonna start making some sauerkraut. I'm gonna make it even smaller now. We'll see how long it takes me to chop it off. I think the one thing that's changed about it, if I had like a shredder, like in a food processor, like I had, I had a, I had a very nice squeezing arc. I mean, in Texas, I really had some crazy equipment. I had a, you would call it almost a semi-commercial ice cream maker. I had a Vitamix. I had a, well, I had a stand-up mixer, KitchenAid with a big bowl. I could make pasta, I could mill flour. Uh, I had this uh, basically uh, just about a 12 cup cuisine art food processor, ridiculously a huge engine. So, and here food processors are just not, they're just not that uh, popular for whatever reason. I'm not sure what that's about. Uh, I'm kind of a big fan. I used to make my own uh, uh, peanut butter and almond butter. I love almond butter. My goodness. I guess technically peanut is not a nut, right? You more likely know that. It's a legume. Uh, great source of protein and fat. Anywho, here we are. A little wet, but not worse for wear. And I'm going to take my shoes off outside. I'm a huge outside nasty shoes kind of a guy. Anywho. So, go back. I'm putting everything up, and then onward I'm going to go. Is there anything else to share with you guys beside uh, my silly little banter of the day? Uh... Oh, I think I see the seeds coming out. No, it's too early. I've done some spinach, some Swiss chard, and some lettuce from seed popular, even though I don't think it's gonna go very far. But anyhow, but at least they'll get they'll get to live a little bit before dying. Alright. But I think that's it guys. So oh shit. Yeah? There you are. Hello. Come here. If you can hear. Come here. Come in. I'm going to be still and she's going to come in. Anyway, guys, you'll have a beautiful day. Hello from uh, Syria. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Ciao.